from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're the Forum for the Fans, uh, the Bleed Blue Show, the ranked podcast with Ranger Proud and the Blue Shirts uh, lose to the Devils. Uh, score seven to four, and wow, what a second period by the Devils! But you know, it's crazy because with all that being said, I'm not worried. I think I will take the two wins prior to the Devil game tonight, any day of the week, twice on Saturday and Sunday. And the Rangers went into the to the Rock to the Presidential Center with pretty much house money. Uh, it's not a good look, but at the same time, we're excited with the acquisition. Well, I know I am. We'll get Glenn's thoughts, and I'm going to read off RPs. Um, RP on vacation for the next couple of weeks. Scott is at the game, and I would love to hear his thoughts if he called in um, what he saw firsthand tonight. Uh, it started off good in that first period. You know, 2 nothing lead. Everything was in control. We were really on our four-check game, and then – the second period, the defense was really awful. Um, I think it could be cleaned up. Of course, you got new guys, assistants, but a lot of this stuff, um, Shesterkin, some of it was on Shesterkin, but I think some of it was a lack of defense picking up men in the zone, the offensive zone for the for the Devils. And, and it just got ugly so fast out of hand. Bang, 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 bang. Even you pulled back a goal. And... Um, he still ended up uh, giving up another goal. Um, I thought they were they were fighting to, to get back into it, and when they cut the lead down, and then they gave up another goal because another uh, defensive breakdown by Patrick Nemeth. He had a terrible night, terrible night. Um, but the bigger picture to me, honestly, is the, the acquisitions, and I think we had a hell of a – since the last episode, we had a hell of a um, – Pick some pickups and then give up a core of the players. I'm actually I love what we did actually, and I think we could build off of this going forward. Let's get uh Glenn on and Scott on as well. Glenn, say hello real quick. Just say hello. I'll go to you first. Well, actually, let's go to Scott first when he gets on. But Glenn, say hello real quick. How you doing? And then I'm gonna go to Scott. How you doing, man? Hello, hello everybody. Doing great. That was uh, quite the cold slap in the face for uh, the last hour and a half, but. Uh, a lot of good things to talk about, too, so I'm sure we'll get to them. Yeah, all right, all right. Now, Scott, I, I know. I hope you didn't mind my jokes in KGYR, man. Um, I was just kidding, man, kind of. I would love to see a day, Scott, where the players are so honest that it's not bullshit coming out their mouths. It's always politically correct crap. But you're at the game. You go ahead and go first, man. Tell us what you saw, man. I know you're probably in transit, getting into your car, and getting on yeah, your way home. Man. Yeah, no, those, man? Um, well, the good news. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay, okay. Yep. Um, no, we're, we're in the car. Yeah, we're, we're in the car on the way back. Uh, our girlfriend Sharon here, she's uh, she's victorious. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, me, uh, not so much. But I'll tell you what, with how disastrous that second period was, uh, I point to one play, and that was that shorthanded two-on-one opportunity with Spanajad, and I forgot who he was with, I, I, Ryder, I think. And they just got way too fancy. And if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a two-on-one shorthanded, and you don't convert, or at least don't stuff it in the goalie to the point where he's got to stop it, you're in a lot of trouble. And that, I mean, yeah, they were already they were down two goals at that point, but I, I put that as a turning point of the game. Um, they, you know, that two-on-one, they they got way too fancy. The tic-tac-toe, they didn't get a shot off. And the Devils come, obviously, you're in trouble. And the Devils come down with a three-on-one, and they showed you how that's supposed to work and put the game away. So, you know, it was just a frustrating night all around. But that one play is what I'm picking out. Because after that ridiculous second period, we got one back. We had the momentum. Yeah, we took that penalty. Uh, but, you know, if you can at least – yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to convert that. We convert that two-on-one, and we're into one-goal game. We'll probably win this game. But the fact that that was just a terrible, ridiculous two-on-one, um, 
you know, it, it cost them. It cost them the game pretty much right there. So, um, it was just an all-around terrible night. The new guys, obviously, they get a little bit of a pass, uh, you know, to, to, to adjust, whatever. Nemeth is terrible. Heedle, terrible. Um, but uh, most importantly, um, have they, has there been any news on Panarin? I know he went to the locker room. Have they said anything? Say that again? Uh, Panarin. Uh, Panarin, has there, has have we, have we, have oh, we heard Panarin. anything since? Oh, I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't heard anything. Okay. I mean, I saw the the collision. Uh, I, I only saw, you know, it live. It didn't look like much. didn't look bad. Uh, but he was hunched over and then went right to the locker room. So, uh, you know, we're obviously holding our breath there. If anybody, you know, hears anything, uh, you know, this is, this is huge. Um, before we go to go, let me ask you this question. What, what was your thoughts? I mean, forget the second period. Well, not forget the second period. How was your thoughts after the first uh, first period? You know, like new team, new, new acquisitions, two new leads, all in. Like, how, what was your mindset at that point? Uh, after the first period, I thought we were looking at uh, a seven-three final our way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we got the two goals. The second goal was was, was kind of weak. I mean, you know, Fox is great. He, he's you know he's found the perfect spot and shot it, but it wasn't a, really a scoring opportunity. He just made the most of it. And I was like, all right, you know, the first goal was beautiful. I was like, all right, we're going to score like that. Uh, this is going to get out of hand real quick. Um, it did get out of hand, just not the way uh, we were hoping for. Yeah, I thought after the first period we were going to run away with it. And you know what the interesting thing is? We outshot them uh, and lost. It's You know, we get outshot every game and we win. <laughs> um, and I think the Islander game, I believe we outshot the Islanders too when we lost that one. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, we didn't play a good game all around. Um, but that Islander game, um, you know, we all hate losing to the Islanders, of course. But uh, they, they couldn't really have played a much better game, you know, kind of like uh, how Carolina fans are saying, what the hell could we possibly have done differently on Sunday? Uh, you know, so we had a nice – what's that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I, I heard some static. Um, you know, we had a nice streak. We had, like – you know, I was – really excited for this call up until tonight because we have four straight games in which the Rangers, you know, weren't, you know, didn't win like they did Carolina. They have four straight the The Anaheim game, uh, the, the Dallas game, the Anaheim game, um, I guess five, um, the Islander game, and then um, the two win, uh, the Tampa game. Uh, yeah, yeah, so those four, three and one, and then the Carolina game was not one of those games, but there's four straight games where the Rangers really looked good and, and you know, I think with a better team all around and, and put forth a great effort. And I thought, okay, we, we maybe we're turning a corner here. And then I was willing to give them a pass against Carolina because Carolina, that was, you know, the, the, the back-to-back, uh, uh, you know, the second of the back-to-back games. Carolina had lost three in a row, so they were pissed. Uh, and they just, you know, threw everything they had, and we somehow held on for the win. So I thought we turned a corner in terms of, uh, you know, not being the the worst team that somehow comes out with the more goals, um, and then tonight happens. But you know, I mean, they lost. Big deal. The Devils are not a terrible team. They're not. They're a pretty decent team with a terrible goalie, um, mm-hmm. and they have been playing a lot better lately. And um, sorry, I'm just trying to figure out how to get from Newark here. Uh, no, I screwed it up again. Damn it. <laughs> God, I made like three wrong turns already, even with GPS on. Um, Don't make a wrong turn in Newark, Scott. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the, Devil, the Devils are not a terrible team anymore. They're... Uh, The Devils are not a terrible team anymore. They're a different team uh, that they've been for the the last two months, just like the Islanders. The Islanders got healthy. You know, people are are, are furious at the Islander game because of where they are in the standings. You know, this is not the Islander team that was devastated with injuries and COVID. This is the the, the defending conference of back-to-back conference finals team. So, So the Devils 
um, kind of a similar situation. Like, they're obviously not, you know, a defending playoff team, but they're starting to gel, and, and, and their youth is starting to take hold, and their real one Achilles heel right now is their goaltending. So, you know, uh, you know they know their season's over. Uh, they really wanted to win this game. I'm sure they were not happy about the crowd situation. I'll tell you what. I mean, Steve, you saw my post. I've been to a lot of Ranger Devil games, uh, you know, dating back to the old Brendan Byrne Arena. And it's great, thank you. I've been to a lot of Ranger Devil games, uh, you know, on the road. And it's all, you know, we always pack the house. But I don't think I've ever seen it this bad in my life. It looked like it was 70% Rangers fans. Is that an accurate percentage for blue shirts fans in the stand? Uh, I'll, I'll, I think it's a little generous, but I will go over half. It wasn't full, though. I, I will over definitely half? go over half. Um, okay. And usually it's like 30 to 40%, but we're just louder. But uh, I think it's a legit uh, a legit over half. And, uh, you know, I'll put it at 60%. That's, that's where, I, where I'll put Fair. it. Um, so, you know, so the Devils were probably not happy about that. They found some motivation, obviously, after the first. And it is what it is. It's one game. You know, it's right, right. it's one game. Devils, you know, had a lot of pent-up rage. They got out. So be it. Moving on. But, I, like I said, I am happy about the way that the Rangers played in the uh, – before the Carolina game, uh, the four games prior to that, even with the Islander loss – because I think they played very well in an Islander game. So I thought that they had turned a corner in terms of being able to put forth a good 60-minute effort. Um, and I think they got, uh, you know, just a bonus uh, with that Carolina game. And, you know, a stinker's going to happen. It's a big deal, you know. Like right, I said, my right. one concern right now is, is Panarin. All right, cool. So that's my take. Uh, Let's go to uh, Glenn, man. Uh, I, I, just go to mute real quick. I know you're driving. Uh, so go to mute real quick, and we'll get Glenn's thoughts. And Glenn, uh, they try to do the adjustment with Gaudreau, uh, move him up in the, to the second line with Panarin uh, after being down big after the second period. But I'm not tripping off the loss. I think I can understand why some fans would, but I, I'm confident we will rebound. What's your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean, I really wanted that Islander game last Thursday night because I was seeing gloom and doom over the weekend. Um, I figured, well, you know, we we beat Tampa two in a row. I can't believe we're going to sweep them, especially down there. And uh, Carolina spanked us the last time, and I think we probably learned from it, but it's still Carolina on the road. So I, I was not going into the weekend very optimistic. I really wanted those two points against the Islanders. And when we didn't get them, I was like, oh, this this could be bad. But, I mean, that was just – you couldn't ask for more. That was an amazing weekend that they pulled off. Uh, Georgiev, uh, you know, if you remember when he first came up, he uh, he, he beat the Islanders all the time when, he play, when uh, we played them. And uh, – I he had some great games against them, but I think that might have been the best game of his career in, in Carolina on uh, on Sunday. In fact, I was joking around that, uh, you know, Gallant was pretty uh, sneaky there, putting Igor in uh, in Georgiev's jersey and then throwing him out there because he looked as good as Igor has ever this year. Um, and I think, uh, you know, going into tonight, you know, you and I talked. I told you that I was a pretty happy Ranger fan right now, and Certainly after the first period, I was feeling even better about it. And, you know, I, I might have been thinking about the Pittsburgh game coming up, and maybe they were too, because that second period was a disaster. Um, I mean, breakdowns everywhere, turnovers, uh, not just uh, the defensemen, but just team defense, uh, not picking up guys. Uh, it just it was, it was a disaster. It was a team that we haven't seen much of this year. Um, now, like Scott said, I, I agree. I think that that shorthanded uh, try by Zabanajad and Carter that turned right around and became a devil goal was the turning point in the game because it it, it looked almost like overtime, you know, where where two guys go in and uh, uh, you know they miss the net, the puck comes around, and then it's a three on one the other the other way. It reminded me of uh, stuff like that that happens in overtime and. Uh, 
you know, after that, the Rangers didn't seem like they could match the Devils' intensity. They got a spark from that. And uh, the whole second period, uh, the Devils were the team that was coming up with the loose pucks that were uh, creating turnovers, and the Rangers just couldn't uh, just couldn't put a stop to it. Now, you know, like Scott said, the Devils are uh, Devils are a good offensive team. You look up and down that roster. Uh, I think they had just uh, had a stretch not too long ago where they scored uh, like 40 goals in eight games. They were averaging five goals a game. So they've got a pretty potent offense. And, um, you know, with apologies to Scott's girlfriend, uh, I'm getting a little kick out of the fact that the Devils are having goaltending problems after 20 years of Marty Brodeur. Uh, but but that's the thing. If they pick up a decent goaltender, uh, you know, in the uh, during the off season, they're going to be a team to reckon with. So, you know, while I really thought the Rangers were going to come through tonight, it's not a surprise to see the Devils turn the tables on them. Uh, so, and again, you know, there's lots of lots of excuses that you can use tonight. Bunch of new guys in the lineup, uh, typical trap game after the weekend, and the Penguins coming up. Um, you know, it's just a one-off game where, like you, Steve, I'm not worried. I think they're going to play well, you know, come back. They've done that all year after a stinker, come back and play well in the next game. But, um, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's you can make all those excuses. Uh, Kopp had a great game, by the way, two assists. He looked good. Um, you can make those excuses, but the thing is, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is winning. Washington is starting to play better, although they lost tonight. Uh, you got to keep pace. And, um, you know, a game like this where there's two points on the table that you think you can get, regardless of what excuses you can come up with, uh, you need to get them. So it's a little little bothersome from that standpoint, but how can you complain after the weekend? I mean, I – I would thought I would be happy if they came away with a point over the weekend. They came away with four. So, uh, you know, can't get too worried about tonight. Uh, like I said, a lot of new guys in the lineup, trap game. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I'm not worried about them. I totally agree, Glenn. Um, for all the reasons you said, so I'm going to try to go to a different way because everything you said I agree with. Um, how can you uh, – if you're a Ranger fan, you're, like, really pissed off and you have every right to be pissed off tonight the way it happened in the second period. That is your right. I'm not going to go that far because the mountain of – the mountain of of trajectory versus the quality of opponent over the weekend was – I mean, how can you not be excited after what happened in Tampa Bay Saturday night on ABC and also the very next night with your backup goalie in those close games. I was looking forward to this episode. I know it doesn't look bad. It looks bad tonight because of the amount of goals we gave up. It looked like the St. Louis game all over again in the sense of bang, 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 bang goals. But, you know, I'm more of a defensive guy anyway than offense. I mean, I understand offense, you still got to score and all that other stuff. But when the games are tight, I love our chances. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to get back on here on Tuesday to echo, echo that sentiment of what happened in Tampa Bay and what happened in Carolina. I'm not going def- to deflect from Jersey because I'm going to get back to that point before we go back to Scott. Let me go back to the Tampa Bay game. They dared us late in that game. They took, a cheap, they took that bad penalty with, uh, in the neutral zone with the, with the stick to Chris Kreider. And, they, and we made them pay. And the fact that they called the timeout, the regroup, and it's happened over and over again where they call time, the timeout for the first power play unit to regroup. You played to your best strength on the team, which is the special team. And we got out of there a very late goal, a go-ahead goal. It, it was a smack in the face to that Tampa, the defending champion, two-time defending champion. Love it. I love it. Everything about Saturday's game, the low, even though it was low scoring game, it showed that when we have our number one goalie on display, he's the best in the league. Despite what happened tonight, or even in St. Louis, big game, he went toe to toe with one of the top goalies in the league as well, who's been there. So I love that. Then fast forward, going to uh, Scott's uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. 
No, it's same situation. Gorky up to start number two in Raleigh, North Carolina at the PNC Arena. But it was a, I'm not mad at it because if it was a back to back. The situation before is the way he played it, where Gallant went with Gorkiov in that Friday game and then came back to Shusterkin on that Saturday game versus Arizona. This, this game, it was fine. You know, Gorkiov, you got you got to play him. You got you know Shusterkin on the back to back. I didn't like. I would have not liked that, but hey, it is what it is. And we and he played the game of his life, like you said, uh, Glenn. And we held that offense to you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we kept the pre- they kept the pressure. That the thing is that twenty minute third period felt like thirty five because they kept oh, yeah. they kept on coming. Oh, yeah. They kept on coming. It would not stop. It that felt I was on the edge of my seat. And they they the Rangers did a great job. And I think adding Justin Braun and when he gets familiar with whoever that third period is, because we're Patrick Nemeth is on my shit list right now. I don't if I have to yeah. you have to go with somebody else. Um, and he tonight, uh, Scott, you probably could say, you know, talk about this too, and how bad it was in the second period, screening our own goalie, running into other guys, and it just not back on his assignments on several sequences. Uh, they're going to make a change. I, I, I would expect that the Rangers got so many depth, they got so much depth now that they're going to they're going to make the right necessary changes. So tonight was a, a, a clusterfuck in that second period, but. What? But that's not going to knock me off the high of what I saw Saturday and Sunday. That made my weekend. That made my sports weekend even beyond the college basketball. What the Rangers did, and 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 it goes back to you two guys. Well, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna go that route. <laughs> when I when I ask you guys, you, Glenn, Scott, and RP, or especially, you know, do you think we can play with the competition? I said absolutely we can. I don't. I don't know how much sample do we need to have like I mean what we did on the road and I know it's only one game but that's an, I, I had enough sample of games of the rest of the season that we can compete now how much is of a how much of it is serious contender I'm, I'm, I'm dude after these I, I was already there before the move now that we made the move we got the Justin Braun we talked about Andrew Cobb. He already contrib- uh, contributed already with it. You got a face-off win with it led to a goal and another assist. You know, you got Mott on that fourth line. I mean, the fourth line is, you know, you kind of, re- you know, we went to, you know, with Sammy Blay with the uh, injury earlier in the year. You're kind of rounding out the bottom line now. Now, I did say this before the second – well, I didn't say this, but I had this in my, my thought process before the second period that happened. I didn't like the draw on that half him up. You know, at least the, the third line. I mean, the second line was something. I know he could have played wing all opposite of Strom. I mean, I mean opposite of Panarin. But they, I saw he uh, Gallant made the adjustment in the third period for that. But I don't. I think that was just a one night move. There's no way Gaudreau should be on the fourth line. Uh, you know, I mean, if he he got he he's the he's the champ. He's the Stanley Cup champion. He's going to be the veteran veteran of the minutes. He knows the situations. He's the, one of the complete players on the roster as far as offense, defense, PK, all that shit, power play. But I think that was just a one-night deal. But let me um get the Ranger Proud's uh, thoughts because he, you know, he can't make it tonight. Uh, Shout-out to RP, and we're going to go back to Glenn after this. But he said what his thoughts on the uh, the moves. He said, uh, was happy that the team was able to get what they got without giving up a roster player. The new third line could be the difference uh, how far they advance in the playoffs. Braun in for Schneider is not a knock on him, but an opportunity to stay up with the club and learn a little bit more, uh, more instead of learning on the job. Kako and Rooney will be out until April, so now these fours will get ample time to get adjusted with the team. Expect big things from Cop, uh, and that was before the uh, before the game tonight. And then I also asked him his thoughts over the games over the weekend between the Bolts and the uh, Hurricanes. He said, "Great game Saturday against the Bolts, playoff atmosphere and a huge win." Had no business being in the Carolina game, in my opinion, best game as a Rangers for for uh, Gorkiov. Now, can he continue the success? Uh, uh, number forty-one goal for Kreider as his great year continues. Four points in two tough cities. Fabulous weekend. That is from Mr. Ranger Proud on Instagram, Forever Blue Shirts, Empire Sports Media. Give him a follow and definitely like Ranger Proud the Facebook fan page. Uh, uh, Scott, that was the game. Uh, and we talked about the games. What about the acquisitions, man? You got to see Cop in his debut. You saw Tyler Mott out there, uh, Justin Braun coming over from the Philadelphia Flyers all those years with the Sharks. So what's your thoughts on the acquisition? I, I actually kind of know your thoughts because I saw uh, social media, but put it on record. 
get some acquisitions. Yeah, well, um, I, I like the acquisitions. Um, you know, I, 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 the Rangers got high marks from the uh, the analysts, the, the so-called experts. Um, you know, they, they didn't look – I would have liked to have seen them get a big gun, but most importantly, they got better, and they didn't give away much. I mean, some people aren't happy about Morgan Morgan Barron – or not say Morgan Freeman uh, – Morgan Barron being, um, you know, the, the prospect that he is. Um, uh, I'll take Morgan Freeman at this point. Um but, you know, like, like Braun, my Flyer fan friends, are pissed uh, because they like him. You know, he's a shutdown guy, and that's what we need. We need um, – and, you know, I wasn't thrilled about Tyler Mott, but people are telling me that he's a good defensive forward. And, of course, um, Cobb, everybody's raving about Cobb. Uh, he's 53% lifetime at faceoffs, so that's huge. Um, and I saw him win a few tonight. Um, so, you know – the defense, you know, they're building from the from the fourth and third line up, which which, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Um, and you know, people, you know, we talked about this, you know, uh, earlier in the year that, you know, we were so happy to be back here in the playoffs that, you know, now we, we maybe did we get ahead of ourselves and now like, all right, are we no longer just happy to be here or are we looking to put it over the edge? And you know, maybe it's not possible to put it over the edge. Um, this particular year. I, th- I definitely think they got better, and I think those additions, Braun, Mott, is, you know, uh, shutdown D is what we needed for that third pair. Uh, I think these guys are going to help close that gap in shots. Tonight, let up seven goals, yeah, but uh, I understand the Devils are not Carolina, but, uh, you know, I think 31 shots I think they had as compared to 44, um, and we didn't play well at all. And, you know, we did hold the shots advantage. Uh, so I, I, I think that these guys are, are going to be good to help give Igor some help and help cut down on the shots, you know, get those loose pucks in the corners that the other teams have been coming away with and getting shots off, uh, things like that. So that's what I do like about the additions. Um so, yeah, I, I am happy with the trade deadline, and I think, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen guys like Nemeth and Hedl possibly, you know, be involved in these trades, if nothing more than for the, you know, the, the, the proverbial addition by subtraction. Um, but the, the rumors are already swirling that they got a huge offseason plan. So if, whatever we do in the playoffs remains to be seen. Um you know, but um, you know, the important thing is they didn't give away much, and we've got a lot of bargaining chips, and I think they're going to have a huge offseason. Now that means that I'm not, when I said they're going to have a huge offseason, uh, that doesn't mean I'm throwing away this season at all. I'm very excited about most likely making the playoffs. I'm excited about our chances. Um, you know, I think with a goalie like Igor, and if if these defensive-minded guys and the defense we already have, um, you know can help uh, close the gap on these shot differences. I don't see why we can't be a deep playoff team. Uh, we certainly have a lot of work to do, but I think with a coach like Gallant, and he proved again why he's such a great coach, uh, the, the, the Tampa game, Steve, like you pointed out, um, with that late power play, calling um, uh, uh, calling another timeout, letting these guys rest up, and, uh, and it paid off, and they got the game winner uh, with 16 seconds left. So, uh, you know, just little things we're seeing out of Gallant. He knows how to get the best out of what he's got to work with. Um, and I think he's got enough to work with here. So hopefully he's taking notice of Demis, and hopefully uh, Braun will replace him. Not just, And, you know, they started all the new guys tonight. So like you said, I'm not terribly upset with Schneider getting a night off. You know, he is a rookie. Um, you know, he showed that he's going to be a star, absolutely, if he's not, you know, star enough already. Yeah, he's not a star, but he will be a star. Um, and, you know, we've got guys like, I just hope that everybody realizes, that, well, we realize that Nemeth is the odd man out there, uh, you know, down the stretch and in and, and, and the playoffs. Um, you, you know, they, they, got, they got a bunch of new guys that, that need to gel. You know, that like, they gave them the... You know, yeah, I was happy with what I saw at a cop tonight. Um, you know, let let them get into the system, and uh, and I, I definitely think we got better at the deadline without giving away much, and that's really all we can ask for. And uh, you know, in our first year back 
in contention. So I'm pretty excited, and yeah, I am excited about these playoffs. And um, I don't think we're uh, you know we're one and done at all. And all right, know, these next 19 games are going to tell the tale. So let me ask you this, Ben. Uh, then we'll go to Glenn. So where do you think? From last week to this week, with the acquisitions, how we played over the weekend, even tonight, count that into the factor, the seriousness as a contender. Where were you from last week to this week? Where's your, your gauge? Where's your meter as far as Rangers' serious contender for Cup? Uh, you know, if you had to put a, some sort of percentage on it from how you were last week to uh, seven days later. Um. I can't answer that yet. I don't mean to dodge the question, but only because, like I said, I think they had a phenomenal week. Uh, you know, those those last those, those those four games that I pointed out from the Dallas game up until the Tampa game, I was very happy with all four of those games, even the Islanders lost, like I said. Um, and I think that they had really turned a corner there. Um, now, these new guys, um, hopefully they are, you know, on paper, everybody's raving about them, on paper, they should have made the team better. You know, they get a pass tonight, and they weren't even terrible tonight, but they get a pass, you know, their brand-new first game, you know, half a practice, not a real practice, just a game practice. Um, you know, they traveled, so you let them get adjusted to the guys, adjusted to the system, a couple practices. I think they definitely made the team better. So let me – I'm going to semi-dodge that question until <laughs> I get another couple games. Now that they've, you know, Gallant knows – where to put them, and they get some practices under their belt, and, you know, they really settle in. Let me see what this team puts on the ice against a Pittsburgh next game, you know, especially after a shellacking like this where, uh, you know, practice tomorrow is not going to be fun. <laughs> so um, let me let me readdress that question, uh, you know, in, after a couple games that, that they've had to, to mesh a little bit, and then I, I, I will definitely answer that question. I love I love asking fans questions, man. Shout out to Scott. You know, Scott, I gotta now, now I have to write, remind myself I gotta get a Matrix soundbite for the Matrix, man. For the two questions, so, <laughs> Matrix One. <laughs> Glenn, let's get your thoughts, man. Shout out to Scott. Glenn, let's get your thoughts. And if you can answer my question too, man, as far as seriousness for Cup. Uh, oh, I will. Uh, I will. And then also, uh, Glenn, uh, let's also like the acquisitions. Let's break it down. Um, if you want to give us some sort of uh, uh, grade or remark, uh, where do you stand a week later? And then maybe let's deep dive into some of these other acquisitions around the league before we get off. Mm-hmm. I've I've got thoughts on all of that, Steve. Um, as far okay. as the acquisitions go, I think Drury did a tremendous job. Uh, all guys under the radar. You hadn't heard their names getting thrown around. Um, oh, 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 can I say something about that, that? Can I say something real about that? Yeah. I, I, that's a great sure. point. I don't want to lose thought process of that. Shout out to Ranger fans and Ranger uh, media blogs, and that is a perfect point. See, this is the exact reason why I can't stand rumors, Glenn, because everybody gets onto one name and they'll latch onto another name. So the New York Post and the the Times and the New Jersey dot coms and all the Ranger blogs start pick, piggybacking off of everybody's paper and not none of those names on these acquisitions or on their, those nope. those articles. Not one. Continues. Nope. Um yeah, I mean it, it was all guys that I was like, Wow, him, wow, him. Um you know early in the season um, that although I, I hated uh, having to give up Bushnevich, I understood the, the cap issues and everything, and you know I loved uh, getting Sammy Blay. Um, and I didn't get a chance to be on with you guys last week, but uh, if, if I did and we were talking about the trade deadline coming up, I would have said the Rangers need a guy like Sammy Blay. And I think they got a close – uh, replica of him in Tyler Mott. He's my new guy. Uh, remember I had told you uh, in the beginning of the year, I watched a lot of St. Louis games last year, and I was like, boy, this, he, he is like all over the place, uh, Sammy Blake. Well, this year, for whatever reason, I've seen a bunch of uh, Vancouver games, especially lately since they were talking about J.T. Miller maybe and all. I wanted to kind of see, you know, what he was doing. And I'm watching Taylor Mott, uh, Tyler Mott, and I'm like, Wow, this guy is up. He's like he's fast. He he 
back checks, he four checks, he sticks his nose in there. This guy is a real pain in the ass. And um, when I saw they got him, I was like, wow, that's like exactly the type of guy they need, another guy that's going to make them harder to play against. And um, I loved that acquisition. Obviously, Andrew Kopp, uh, you know, the, with him, the versatility, uh, can play wing, can play center, can win faceoffs, can kill penalties, can play on a power play if you need him to. Um, and I think that's a real key, uh, both him and Braun, who, by the way, is a, a real solid defensive defenseman, who is a plus three on a atrocious Philly team this year. And that's, that says something to me, that a guy was a plus three on a terrible team. So you know where you're getting in Justin Braun. I always liked him in San Jose uh, when he was playing with uh, Vlasic. Uh, so I thought that was a great opposition, uh, uh, acquisition. And the thing about those two guys, Braun and, and Kopp, since they can play, uh, since they can kill penalties, it gives you a chance to give Foxy a rest, to give Mika a rest, to cut down on Kreider's minutes, you know, having to play on both special teams. Um, I'm sure Galante is going to pick and choose, uh, and in the playoffs he'll probably be using them more. But to me, that's a big deal because especially Foxy, he seems a little tired sometimes lately. And, and if you can cut his minutes and still not, uh, you know, hurt the team, uh, I think that's a, a big plus. And, and guys like Braun and uh, and Cop being able to kill penalties, uh, I think is uh, is only going to help the team. So I think this team got a lot better. There's a lot more depth. You know, the last couple of weeks I, I've been saying, I don't even know what the third line is anymore. I don't know what the identity of the third line is anymore. Uh, now with these pieces, Galant can, can build a, a good third line uh, and, you know, have an identity, a, 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 a shutdown line that can give you some offense too. So uh, I think this team top to bottom got much, much better uh, with the deals that Gurry made. Uh, Kopp, I would love to see if they can keep him. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, he, he, you know, might put my guy Strom in a little bit of trouble because, uh, you know, you might let him walk and keep Kopp as the, your second-line center. Who knows? Uh, but I think Gurry, especially for the fact that he gave up nothing, I mean, you know, we like Morgan Barron, but the guy wasn't cracking the lineup, and he had opportunities to. There's been injuries, there's been things, and, and Gallant has decided to go more with guys like, uh, you know, Brzezinski and Gettinger, and, you know, now we don't – now we're not going to need to put those guys on the ice in pressure situations. Now we've got veterans that can fill those spots if there's any injuries or, you know, if you just want to change things up. So, um, I mean, I, I loved all the moves Drew did. I think, thought he did a fantastic job uh, bringing to this team what they needed. I mean, I, I you know, I told you, too, for a couple of weeks, I don't see the need with, you know, if Capo comes back, uh, I don't see the need to give up a lot of assets for uh, a top six forward. Uh, and I think what he did was he solidified the bottom. You can still use uh, Cop on the on the second line if you want. Uh, we'll see how how Kaka is when he comes back. Those wrist injuries can be funny, you know. They can really affect the player. Um, so you don't know what he's going to be when he comes back, and he's not going to have a lot of time to get ready before the playoffs come. So um, you know, I, pieces now that he can you know mix and match whatever he wants to do. So uh, I, I think the team is much better than they were. You know, the funny thing about uh, Kako, too, is um, I've kind of felt, I mean, Strong's been slumping a little bit, although he scored tonight. Uh, I thought Panarin, even though he's getting his points, I can't complain, but it seems like he's forcing passes. A lot of his passes are getting blocked. He, he just doesn't seem the same either. And I don't want to say that Kako being out has affected the two of them and, and Dryden Hunt being on that line a lot, and everything. but maybe it has. Maybe maybe when Kako comes back, those two guys kind of gel a little bit more, too, with him. So, um, you know, I'm optimistic about what's, what's coming up with, with guys coming back and with the acquisitions that we've got. Um, as far as uh, uh, playoff chances for the Rangers, 
I think they're showing they could be Tampa. No, 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 that's not. No, no, that wasn't mine. Oh, oh, well, that is my question. But I'm in Stanley Cup serious contender level. Where was you at last serious? week? Where are you at this week? Serious, yeah, serious. serious. I'm I'm worried about Florida and I'm worried about Carolina. Florida's got okay. great offense, but I'm worried about Carolina because even though we won on Sunday, they came at the Rangers just like they did the first time when they won six to one. And I think during the game, Micheletti even said, how long can you sustain this? You know, that when it was one nothing and it was, they were just pounding us in the third period. Um, I can see them getting to the uh, conference finals. I'm not sure I can mm-hmm. see them getting to the finals. That, that's I, right, I can agree right that. at this point. But but the last thing I'll say, last thing I'll say, Steve, when you, despite tonight, when you got your Sturkin playing the way he is this year, anything's possible. Yeah. Of course, That's I what totally I'll agree with you. And it, it, I mean, he can he he can take over a series. And how many times have we seen a goalie take over a playoff series? So there's I'm always with, that possibility. And here's the thing: I'm with you. I say ECF, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I can see. I that. think there's a slim chance into the finals if, if they're playing well. And I think they, you know, forget what happened tonight. I've seen enough of this season. That most of our guys were there because that was the biggest issue we had last year was availability. One of our best players was Panarin. He's there pretty much majority of the year. We'll see his status when he gets mm-hmm. back uh, after this. Mm-hmm. I am, I am, I'm. I don't understand. I, I can't see how people would it like wh- how we play against certain teams. We'll, we'll see other teams within the division before the end of this year. But I am. I mean, they got every. I would say everything. They are even deeper. One week later, and I was actually already giddy at that point. Before the Islander game, mm-hmm. that Tampa man, we played Tampa. We swept them this year. Yeah, scratched the Hurricane game, the first Hurricane game that Scott was at, but we played Carolina pretty well this year. I mean, we played Pittsburgh very well in that one goal game, and I, I mean, in Toronto, we beat them. They beat us, and then Florida, we handed them. You know, uh, we you know we went down to Florida and lost, but when, when they came to the Garden, we have we. Had, we beat them. Yeah. I just don't. We have. I just don't understand how. We have the goaltender, and you know maybe he's going through a slight slump. I think he can overcome it. The defenseman, yeah. I think, is the best pairing you can possibly get when you have um, Adam Fox. You have a, a, a long reach defended minor who also can skate. Keandre Miller, a tough nose, hard nose, Ryan Lindgren. And then you add it, a defensive forward who's just – all he has to do is play his job on the third line, whoever he's going to pair with. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not every roster is going to be perfect, but the Rangers have the no. closest of a roster that is perfect as it can get, I think. Like, because this is one thing I do realize. I think – I hope fans do. Like, do you think – and then I'll ask Scott on his final closing, same thing when you go when, you, when it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Do you think – at four C, because it's hard to predict. That's why it makes sports talk fun. Do you think these teams that are in the lead right now in the conference, they're going to be scoring all these willy nilly goals uh, in the playoffs? I say no. And if there no. is a no, I like our chances because the Rangers play more of a style that is conducive to the playoffs. They can, and then if we draw penalties, you know they got a top five power play, and you know the penalty kill top ten, and you have the number one goal. And you got a guy, uh, yep. guys from the point, Truba, Fox. Um, they can skate. They can skate deep in the zones. Kreider's having the best career of his life. Uh, I don't understand. And then you added these guys. You know, Vitrano. We didn't even talk about him. You love that move coming from I, uh, I the did. Panthers, right? Yep. Cop. Uh, these are very good moves, man. And you didn't really give up nothing. I don't, and then, you know, call for what it's worth. And Scott, I'm not going that far. Let's be honest. You know, Gorgiev had the game of his life in Carolina. I need to see more, though. But that was encouraging, too, at the same time. It's weird in a way you got to kind of phrase it like that or frame it like that. Uh, let me say this real quick before we get uh, final thoughts. I wanted to, you know, if, if Glenn, if you wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, other acquisitions around the league. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who do you think, uh, you know, Johansson going back to the Capitals. Uh, shit, who else would we move? Uh, Allard, uh, Giroux, Raquel. Giroux. Oh, yeah, Giroux. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, man. I, I saw that. Yeah, what was your thoughts on that? Let's start, let's start there with Giroux. 
Hey, I, I mean, I think he's going to help them. He's a, he's a good playmaker. They got a lot of guys that can score goals. Um, you know, Guru is a, uh, Giroux is a playmaker. He's a veteran. Um, you know, you talk about Florida where, you know, I say I'm a little worried about them, but I agree. You know, goals are not going to be plentiful in the playoffs. And despite how Florida has looked this year, they haven't proved anything in a pressure situation. So uh, mm-hmm. I think him coming in, being a former captain, uh, you know, having a lot of experience, I think he's going to help them. Uh, I think Raquel is going to help Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, he's yeah. a goal scorer. He, he, he's not what he was before, but, um, you know, guys seem to go to Pittsburgh and kind of rejuvenate their career and become somebody. Uh, so that, uh, you know, I think that's going to help them. Um, I'll tell you, the one, the one that surprises me, I can't believe that Toronto didn't sell the house to get Mark Andre Fleury. This mm-hmm. is a team in a hockey city, a pressure city that is about to go 55 years without a cup. And I can't believe that they didn't do whatever they had to do to pick up Mark Andre Fleury. That, that mm-hmm. shocked me. Um, and I'm not sure what they're doing there. I know they're in cap hell, but boy, that, uh, that surprised me a lot. Um, and as far as one other team that's surprising me right now is, is the downfall of the uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, I know they're not getting the <laughs> goaltending. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Robin Leonard has been out. Uh, you bring in Eichel, which you think is going to help, and, and it hasn't. And uh, I thought they were going to make a move. See, I had my eyes on Riley Smith because I thought he would have been a great pickup for the Rangers too. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're in trouble to clear cap space so they can bring Mark Stone back. Because uh, now with Eichel on the roster, um, I don't think they have the room to bring Stone back unless they made a couple of moves. So I thought they were going to do more than they did. Uh, and, and I had my sights on Riley Smith because uh, he, he would have been a good acquisition for the Rangers, but they really didn't do anything. So they're, they're dropping like a, a rock in the Western Conference, and uh, they may not make the playoffs. So uh, as far as around the league goes, th- those are my views of uh, what I saw around the league with the trade deadline. Yeah, and, and, and to your point with Andre Fleury, man, I think that uh, first-round pick that the Blackhawks got, I mean, I don't know what Toronto was thinking, but, yeah, I mean, let the Wild, uh, you know, get, get stronger in their goaltending and make a push, in, you know, for a playoff spot as well. And I think Letty to the Blues as well. I wanted to add that too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. will help. But to, Toronto, with their goaltending in this conference, they're oh, I agree. Oh, yeah, they're going to they're going to be another one and out this year again, and and the fans are going to be on fire. Oh, oh well, oh well. <laughs> yeah, well, That's... yeah. Hey. <laughs> 50, 55 years. The four was long. The Toronto Maple Leafs, fifty-five years. Hmm. Yeah. That's hard to believe. There's no, yeah, I don't see them making some a miraculous run like the Canadians did last year. Even though they, that, you know, I don't see that. I mean, anything's possible. See, that's the thing about this sport. Anything's possible. So let me shut up. I don't want to jinx this shit. Let, we'll see what. Yeah, but, but Montreal had, but Montreal had Carey Price. Toronto's got Jack Campbell. I, I agree. Well, I agree. And the thing with Campbell actually had a, a good start to the year. You know, he did. Yeah. And then the clock struck twelve, and he turned back into yeah. Jack Campbell. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you on the Raquel uh, coming from Anaheim to uh, Pittsburgh. So, yeah, these teams, man, are making these moves, uh, especially the top teams, as as noted, man. So, it's going to be a bunch down the stretch. So, Scott, we're, oh, we're going to be back in we're going to be back in two weeks, Scott. Give us your final thoughts. Our team, looking forward, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, you know, anything else you want to say from the game with Blue Shirt fans or your – all your thoughts. And if you want to give your Batman review, finally, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The, the, the one thing I wanted to add before that, um, just uh, everybody's overly, you know, I was talking about my, my buddy in, in Carolina, the one that I, you know, went to the game with, um, and, you know, he said, like, everybody's raving about the Rangers, and, and nobody ever talks about Carolina. Max Domi, <laughs> you took a Carolina yeah. team that is one of the Stanley Cup favorites, and you add a Max Domi to that team, and they're still not talking about Carolina. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, you know, the, I, I agree with what you said about I mean, Drew added to an already just downright lethal Florida team uh, is, you know, like, like 
Jesus. <laughs> but um, I agree with what you said there, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, the offense slows down and it becomes a, a, a more grinding, great, uh, you know, scenario. That's why the, 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 the 2000s Washington teams that were winning the division every year thought that they can go to the playoffs and beat every team, you know, six to four in, a ser- in series, and it didn't work, and that's why they just were disaster after disaster until they finally won it. Um, uh, so yeah, and that's why the you know the, that's why the Rangers made those controversial trades in '94. You know, dealing Amonti and uh, you know there was anarchy when when the first place Rangers you know dealt Amonti and Mike Carter, uh, you know, for those gritty guys, and it turns out yep. that the, there you go. The, the second, the last two series went seven games, and, and and the Rangers weren't gritty enough to win seven game series. So. Um, you know, anything's possible. And, you know, yeah, Florida has a lethal offense, but they're not going to be scoring six, seven goals in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. And I think that's why I am, you know, we've all unanimously agreed about the Rangers pickups, that it does make them a deeper, grittier team. And hopefully those can take some pressure off the top guys who can, you know, figure out ways to start scoring more uh, on the five-on-five because that's, you know, that's – that's also a problem that needs to resolve itself or get resolved. But okay, so Glenn, I've been saving it for you. The Batman, I've seen it twice. I won't put it at masterpiece levels, but it was a phenomenal movie. First of all, have you seen it yet? I have not had a chance to go see it, Scott. Okay. I will. I will try okay, so, my best. Um, but I, I mean, I love Batman. I love Batman since I was okay. a kid. So. Okay, no, I just wanted to make sure that so I won't give any spoilers. Phenomenal movie. It's long. Could have taken about 20 minutes off the top, uh, but it, it, but it's very, very good. It's dark. It's almost like, uh, like, 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 it's almost like, it's kind of like, a, like, you ever see the movie Seven with uh, Brad Pitt and speaking of Morgan Freeman? Um, you know, yeah. that really, uh, yeah. kept, okay. So it's almost got that Seven feel because the, the, this version of the Riddler is just downright terrifying. Um, so it's almost got more like a, like a crime drama, creepy, scary crime drama, uh, and you're, you know, you're, you're, instead of Brad Pitt, we get Batman. So, but it's very, very good. Um, I, I'll put it at my fourth favorite Batman movie all time. Um, I mean, that might sound like, you know, I'm not loving it, but, you know, the, when you look what it's up against, uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and the original, uh, you know, Keaton and, and, and Nicholson, I think I will still rank above it. Um, but it's a phenomenal movie. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, um, this is the best. Robert Pattinson is the best Batman we've ever had. I'm not joking. Really? Um, that, that, yeah, he is the best in that cowl you've ever, we've ever seen. That being said, is Bruce Wayne needs a lot of work. Um, now, it's, it's this story, it's not an origin story, but it takes place in his second year. He's just... You know, he's still got a lot of bugs to work out. He's refining things. And, you know, so I'm thinking maybe they did that on purpose, that that he needs to refine the Bruce Wayne character. Just don't forget the Bruce Wayne, you know, we know is a separate character completely, which is designed to throw off suspicion. You know, he's supposed to be the, you know, carefree, you know, doesn't really care you know, playboy billionaire, and, you know, he's supposed to put forth that kind of persona, the exact opposite of Batman, so people look at him and say, no, there's no way this, this guy's a, this guy's a screw-up, there's no, this dude guy does is, is go out with hot women and drink and count his money, there's no way this guy's Batman, mm-hmm. so you didn't get that feel, but I think it's because he's still young and relatively new and getting the feel for it, and I think that they're going to give us some character development on that aspect in the next one, but... When he's got that cowl on, flawless. I mean, he an absolute home run with this guy. Loved it. And by all means, see it. Um, the good news, because it is a two-hour and 50-minute movie, it is coming to HBO Max sometime in April. So you don't need a, you know, if you don't want to go out to the theater and see it, if you got access to HBO Max, it will be on HBO, uh, HBO Max real soon uh, in April. So if you want to wait for it without having to go see it, but... If you want to go see it, by all means, go see it. Uh, it was absolutely well, fantastic. I, I do have HBO Max, but I'm not sure I want to wait that long. Uh, since we're not reconvening okay. next week, I've got two weeks now to, to try to see it, as well as try to 
catch some of the other ones so I can give you kind of, uh, you know, a little comparison ranking for mine. But what you say about Robert Pattinson, I mean, you and I a couple weeks ago when we talked about it both agreed that Michael Keaton was the best. So, I mean, for you to say he tops that, he must be pretty good because I thought Michael Keaton was great too. And and, and you're right, it's two characters. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, he he tops him in the cowl. Not as Bruce Wayne, but there's okay. room. You know, you know, maybe they did that on purpose. First of all, he's only he's only Bruce Wayne for like ten minutes of the movie. I'm like, seriously, right. there's not much Bruce Wayne going on, and he's basically the, the same character as as Batman. You know, like emotionless and whatnot. So that's either you know bad writing or it's genius writing in that because he's still relatively new to the whole thing and maybe Alfred will convince him like, yo, you need to work on this Bruce Wayne or people are going to know it's you and maybe they're doing that purposely so they can develop the character. I don't know, but as of now, best in the cowl, but Bruce Wayne, not impressed, but again, maybe they did it purposely. Um, Mm -hmm. So that being said, I'm not glad that you had Andy Serkis, you know who he is? Okay. No, I don't think he, so. He was um, he he does most of the of the stop motion CGI characters. He was Gollum in the, in the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, and as far as live action stuff, he was in um Black Panther. He was the bad guy. Uh, okay. Ulysses okay. Clue, uh, in, in the arms dealer in um in 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 Avengers uh, Ultron and Black Panther. So he he's a good actor too, and I like him. Um, okay. They did a good job. I right, yeah. mean, you know, we, I, I, yeah, I always yeah, think um, Alfred's no, kind of a key, key guy, too, you know, a key character in a movie, so. Yeah, yeah, and I like what they've been doing recently with the Alfreds, um, you know, making them younger and making them, uh, you know, Alfred's got a backstory. Alfred is former SAS, and he's the one in, in some of these comic lines, he's the one that actually trained, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne, you know, to, right, to, right. to be a badass. So right, right, this right. one... He's a, he's an old and and Eddie is the big guy. If you ever seen uh, Black Panther, he's he's huge. He's Jack now, but um, he's a little older. They don't they don't make any reference of that. Like even the Michael Caine one made reference uh, in in the Dark Knight when he's talking about right. the Joker. He's talking about uh, some mm-hmm. things he did in his SAS days. Um, mm-hmm. So and and did you watch the Gotham series on Fox? Real quick, real quick. Uh, I did. I didn't see all of it. I saw a little bit of it. Okay, so so that that uh, Alfred did actually train him in the show. So um, yeah, all right. So yeah, uh, that's that's what I got. You'll love it. One minute, one more minute, Scott. I got one more question for you. One, if you can okay, answer I'm in done. a minute, because we got to okay. wrap up. Your thoughts on Last Kingdom? Yep. I finished it. What's your thought? Give us like a yep. quick minute on that, and then we go to go ahead and get. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sharon. We we loved it. I thought it was a great ending. Um. I think I think the battle was a little weak. You know, the final battle. I thought the numbers were like it was like two hundred on two hundred. <laughs> the battle itself was a little weak. But um, no, I like the ending. Great ending. Uhtred took back Bemenberg finally. Uh, the show started at Bemenberg. It ended at Bemenberg. I liked it. Um, a little little you know a little little tragedy there with Brita. You know, it looked like she was gonna redeem herself and then and then dies. That's like straight ripped from Game of Thrones right there. But uh, I thought it was a very satisfying uh, ending. I think this. Uh, I think this was probably the, the best season, so it definitely finished strong. Um, mm. And I and I, I did like the ending. Yes. I mean that's the, that's that's big coming from you, man. Because I don't see no <laughs> let up in season to season of that show. And I know it's not popular to say, and I don't want the Game of Thrones uh, dronies coming after me. But listen, man, episode the episode that show probably could could beat Game of Thrones. Now, Game of Thrones is more cinematic; it's more the, the pictures, the theater, and all that. It has it, like season seven is like fantastic on Game of Thrones, but nah, but pound for pound, episode to episode, there is no let up in Game, uh, Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom is consistent. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, good. I'm glad you. Were, I'm glad you did. Yeah, that's a great show. I would not put it as I had a Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones just had the the, the character arcs uh, and and the developing storylines. I think will never be equaled in in TV. And yeah, it definitely takes a hit for that last season and ending. But I don't think anything will ever top it. <laughs> Fair enough. Man. Shout out <laughs> to Scott, man, and glad you enjoyed the game. And shout out to the girlfriend that uh, got the you know, yeah. Devils got the win. 
Uh, Glenn, let's get your final thoughts as we wrap up. And we'll be, again, we'll hey, tonight. my final my final thoughts to our Ranger fans: Don't worry about what you saw tonight. Um, I can tell you games from every top team in the league: Tampa, Florida, Colorado. Uh, that lost games badly to teams that you wouldn't expect them to lose to. Uh, you know, you look at those two stinkers the Rangers threw up in the middle of that road trip in St. Louis and Minnesota came back and, and dominated a Dallas team that had a lot to play for. So uh, I would just put tonight in the rearview mirror as quickly as you can. we got a big game coming up against the Penguins. That means a lot. And uh, just don't get too down. Things are going to be fine. Shout-outs to Glenn. Thank you very much. And shout-outs to Scott and Ranger Proud and his thoughts on the, the acquisitions. Uh, the Blue Shirts lose to the Devils. We'll be back in two weeks, man. Got a bye week for the show. And um, – We'll get down to the stretch run for the regular season. We'll see where the Blue Shirts stand in the uh, playoff picture in the Metro and Eastern Conference overall. Shout out to the gentlemen. Enjoy. Sangre Azul, ladies and gentlemen. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,